Bibles, turn to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. I believe God uh, is going to minister to somebody this morning. I believe he's wanting to minister to the church this morning. I believe that we are in a time and season where the church needs to wake up. I believe we are living in a time and a season where the church needs to rise up and be the church God's called us to be. Um, and that's why I, I, I said what I said. It, it, we don't need to just have good sermons anymore. We need to hear from heaven. In these next days that we are living in, we need to hear from heaven and and I'm thankful that you came ready I'm thankful that there's a church still in West Palm Beach County that is saying hey I'm hungry for the word I'm hungry to hear from God I'm hungry to hear what he has to say and so I want you to lean in this morning uh, if you like to talk back I'd love for you to talk back if you like to shout shout if you like to run run uh, I'll run with you uh, you won't run by yourself I'll run with you if you feel like running and so, but I, I really believe uh, when, when the Spirit of God is saying something, you, you should respond to it. Amen? Amen. Judges chapter 6 and verse 11. And the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak which was in Orpha that pertained to Joash. And his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord peered unto him, saying unto him, The Lord is with thee, thy mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why? Then all of this has been fallen us. Where are all the miracles which our fathers have told us of? Saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now... The Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, that you shall save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Do I not send thee? And then he replied unto him, O my Lord, what shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is the weakest in Manasseh and I am in the least of my father's house and the Lord said unto him surely I will be with thee and thou shalt smite your enemy as one man will you pray for me as I pray for you heavenly father I thank you for today Lord I thank you for this house I thank you for Grace Chapel Lord, I thank you for the leadership that you have placed here. And Lord, I pray over Pastor Brian. I pray over his wife. I pray over their family. May they have a time of refreshing together. Father God, may you refresh them this weekend. May they enjoy their time together. And Lord, that when they come back, Lord, that there will be a, a fresh word that comes forth, Father God. Lord, I thank you for the people that are sitting today at ready to receive what you have 
in this house what you're about to share with them. Lord, I declare your word to go forth and may it accomplish that which is set out to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Do you agree with that? Amen, amen. Well, today, if I had a title for the message today, I just hang on, hang, hang with me because this title may shock you, but the title of my message is Help, I Think God Might Be Killing Me. Help, I Think God Is Trying to Kill Me. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like you've gone through life and, and all of a sudden you hit, you know, a storm after storm, trial after trial, and you're thinking, God, I've been serving you. God, I've been giving you my life. God, what is, what is going on here? What are you doing? Have you ever felt like you've been overwhelmed? You ever, you ever felt like, you know, the struggle is real? Come on, somebody. You, 2020, how many can say the struggle's real? Right, we we didn't see this coming. We we didn't see the shutdown. We didn't see that the the governments were were going to shut down cities after cities, countries after countries, shut down schools, shut down businesses, shut down our homes. We're shut in. We didn't see this coming, and we're thinking, God, what what are you saying? How many know God is still in control? Even with all of this is going on, God is still in control. And there needs to be a church that recognizes God is still in control. God is not surprised by the storm. God is not surprised by COVID. God's not surprised by the shutdown. That we serve a God that knew this was going to happen. Why? Because the Bible says he knows the end from the the beginning. We, we may not can comprehend it. We may not understand it. The Bible says that we can't comprehend his ways. We can't comprehend. He says as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And sometimes we try to grasp what he's thinking. Sometimes we try to grasp, God, what are you doing? God, why am I being pressed on every side? God, why? I think you're trying to kill me. Are you trying to kill me? Because I don't know how much I can take. I don't know how much I can handle. I don't know how much I can deal with this. And, and God understands. He understands what he has put in you. He is your creator. He created you for such a time as this. He, he created you for this moment. He created, if you were going to live any time in your life, this is the year he planned for you to live. And I believe he's calling the church to wake up. He's calling the church saying, hey, I've got greatness in you. It's time for you to arise and shine. It's time for you to go into a dark world and preach the gospel. It's time that you rise up with power that's in you. But he's got to deal with some things. I, I believe in this moment right now, God is dealing with the church. He's separating the wheat from the tares. He is. You can, you can see it. You can see people just starting to, to just scatter. 
And what's happening, he says, I'm trying to shake everything. And everything that is, is going to shake will be shaken. And everything that will remain will still remain. He's looking for the remnant. He's looking for some people that says, I'm willing to do what you called me to do. I'm willing to do and be obedient to your word. But I wonder how many of us are willing to sacrifice. I wonder how many of us are willing to pay the price. The Bible says that, that in the last days there will be people that have the form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Well, how, how would that look? That they have a form of godliness. We see this throughout the, the uh, you know, America. We see it through America churches. That, that they have a form of godliness, but there's no power. Where, where, where does the power come from? Why, why isn't there power in the church today? Well, can I just let you in on something? That whenever you saw the power of God, the power of God only showed up through a sacrifice. Let me say that again. The power of God only showed up through the sacrifice. And, and we have churches filled every Sunday, but there's no sacrifice. They don't come in with a sacrifice of praise. They don't, it's, just, it's just a Sunday routine. I'm a Christian. I'm tired of people saying I'm a Christian and they really don't live it out. I, I would rather just call you Okay, you can call yourself a Christian, but we need, to, we need to come up with we're a believer. Because the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall proclaim the gospel. See, that, that's what a, a believer is. That's what a true Christian should be. But the, the Christian today in America is just come to church on Sunday and just be a Christian on Sunday. But there is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday that God is looking for a remnant that says, hey, is there a believer that will believe me on Monday just like they were believing me on Sunday? Is there a believer that I can find on Tuesday? Is there a believer I can find on Wednesday that God still wants to carry out the plan he don't want to just carry out the plan for Sunday he wants to carry the plan out Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday but we become relaxed and we fail to sacrifice that which we need to sacrifice what is it we need to sacrifice well how many realize there's two of you you're like what you, if your spouse is next to you you probably realize there's two of you there's a Sunday you, and then there is a Monday you. Come on, let's be real. Uh, there, there is a Sunday you that everybody likes, that you just rejoice and you're just happy. And then there is another part of you that no one wants to be around. Come on. Amen. And we see it, we see that when God created, he, he created in Genesis chapter one, you, you see that he says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, let them have dominion. And then that's verse one. And then verse two, you, or ch yeah, chapter two, 
chapter one is he created the spirit. Chapter two, he created man in the flesh. And he put the spirit in that man. Now there's two men. There is the flesh man and there is a spirit man. And God is trying to get the church to rise and shine. He's trying to get the spirit man to come alive. That we have to be willing to say, you know what? It, no longer our way. I want God's way. I, I don't want service my way. I want service his way. And his service may wreck you. His service may be embarrassing. His service may, may cause you to cringe a little bit. But can I just tell you there's power in that when you let him have his way. I love this passage where, where the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon. He says, you mighty man of valor. All of a sudden, we begin to see something. All of a sudden, we begin to see God call him out. How many realize God is calling the church out? He's calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's calling you out of sickness. He's calling you out of disease. He's calling you out of your perspective in life. Because Gideon's perspective was totally different than the voice of the Lord. Notice when the voice of the Lord begins to speak to you, he'll speak to your perspectives. Many times our perspectives will not line up to his voice. That our thinking is way down here and God is wanting us way up here. That his perspective will always cause you to call you out. To cause you to reach out. But I, I love the fact that the angel came to him first and he says, Gideon, the Lord is with you. I mean, that is a powerful statement. Normally when the angel comes, he says, fear not. But the very fact that he comes to Gideon, he says, the Lord is with you. That, that statement changes everything. Because if the Lord is with you, then who or what can be against you? If the Lord is with you, all things are possible. If the Lord is with you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That changes everything. I'm here to tell somebody this morning that the Lord is with you. I don't care what you're seeing. I don't care what you're looking at. The Lord is with you. And if the Lord is with you, who or what can be against you? If the Lord is with you, you can walk through the fire and not get burned. If the Lord is with you, you can go through the flood and the flood will not overtake you. If the Lord is with you, no weapon from hell will ever stop you. The Lord is with you. But many times we don't receive that word like he wants us to receive it. Gideon is not seeing it. He's saying, he's questioning the word. How many of us question the word? That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to question the word. He wants you to question the word. He, he goes, okay, if, if the Lord is with me, then why is all of this stuff happening? 
why am I going through what I'm going through? Have you ever said that? You've ever asked God, God, I mean, I've been with you. I've been serving you. Why am I going through the struggle I'm going through? Why am I, why is all this happening? See, 2020, I, 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 it's a year I kind of want to forget. This has been a, a rough year. Many of you, you, you may not know this, but in February, in February of this year, I mean, we were going into this year, 2020, with an open mouth, right? It was the year of the pay. Open mouth, 5780, open mouth pay. And, and so we were shouting, we were just, you know, declaring God's good and God's faithful, and, and we were declaring all these things. And in February, a day after Valentine's, my brother was helping my parents in their yard, dies with a heart attack, dies at 46 years old. I mean, before he hit the ground, they said he was already gone. We didn't see that coming. We had no clue that was coming. A couple weeks later, COVID hits. I mean, it was storm after storm. And I'm thinking, God, are you trying to kill us? God, I can't take more of this. And then all of a sudden, then you get, you get all the, everything else going on. I mean, everything is shutting down. And everything, I, I'm thinking my life is shutting down. And I hear the voice of the Lord says, no, 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 I created you for such a time as this. No, 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 no. Don't give up in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap. You, who am I speaking to this morning? You will reap if you faint not. That means just keep going. That means keep standing. When everybody else is sitting, when everybody else is bowing, you say, no, 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 I'm still standing. I'm still trusting in the word. I'm still trusting in the Lord. I'm still trusting what God has promised me. It shall come to pass. We're thinking, how can this be? But, but you got to understand, God knows more than you know. He knows the plans he has for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Even when you can't see it. We, we don't understand his ways and we see it even when he brings the children of Israel out of Egypt. He's bringing them out and the Bible says he brings them out around the long way. How many know your flesh wants to take the easy way all the time? And the Bible says that he takes them around the long way because if they face war, they would head back to Egypt. And he says, I gotta bring them the long way. They go the long way. They get in front of the, of the sea, Red Sea. And all of a sudden, they start complaining because they see the Egyptian army coming up behind them and they're crying out saying, did God bring us out here to die? Did he bring us out here to kill me? No, no, no. He brought you out here to live. 
He brought you out here because he had a purpose and a plan. He brought you out the long way because he has a promise for you. Many of us were thinking, man, this is a long way. I don't know how much more I can take. But he knows best. Why? Because he's the creator. He, he's the creator. The um, Jenna, our daughter, I want to say hi to my wife. She's watching today uh, from Oklahoma. And so I love you, baby. God bless you. <laughs> um, now, you know, I can't find the, uh, the little bunch punch bags that, you know, as a kid, is like a little clown you punch. Well, I bought Jenna, our daughter. She's eight now, but at three years old, I had bought her one of these clowns that you could, you could punch and it just knocked, you know, knocked down and comes back up. This is the closest thing I could find is this right here. And, and so I remember Jenna at, at three years old, she would punch that little thing and she would punch it and, and she was trying to get it out and it would frustrate her. It would frustrate you. You would see the little frustration in a three-year-old, and she would try to get that thing to stay down, and he would not stay down. And she would get frustrated, and she would say, Daddy, you try to knock it down. I said, oh, you want to see Daddy knock it down? I can knock it down. I, I will give it everything I got, and I'll knock that sucker down. And so I kicked it. That thing popped back up. I kicked it again. That thing popped back up. I hit it again, that thing popped back up. And I, I realized the creator made it to do that. The creator made it. It doesn't matter how hard I can knock it down off the steps and they, it will still pop up. Look at that. May have to help it. It will still pop up. Why? Because the creator built it to do that. Can I just tell you, God knows what he's put in you. Uh, I, I, I'm here to tell you. Let me hit my, my iPad closed out on me. Um, <clears throat> Paul writes it this way. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Can I tell you, church, there's more in you than you realize. There's more. It doesn't matter what the enemy is going to do to you. You can be knocked down, but you can get back up. Why? Because the Spirit of God says that the Spirit of the Lord, that same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. Do you know what that word quicken means? That word quicken means to be restored. To be restored. You know what he's saying? He's saying you got a spirit in you that even when you get knocked down, it's the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus up from the dead. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, you'll get back up. Why? Because there is a spirit in you that won't allow you to quit. If that same, I love that part because he says, if that same spirit, he didn't say like spirit. He didn't say a kindred spirit. He said the same. You got the same spirit 
living on the inside of you why are we afraid why are we walking timid why won't we get up and do something why won't we walk in power why won't we speak the truth why because that same spirit is in us and God is saying I'm calling that spirit out I'm calling that spirit out and if I gotta call it out something's gotta die your flesh has got to die. We don't want that. But God is saying, I need a church that's willing to get on their face and say, God, I'm tired of playing church. I don't want to be called a Christian. I want to be known as a believer. That these signs will follow me. Not just anybody, but me. Why? Because I'm a believer. I believe that spirit is living in me. I believe that there is power when I begin to pray. I believe that devils have to listen when I decree a thing. But something has got to die. We see it throughout scripture that God begins to deal with two men. You see it with with Peter. He was known as Simon, but the Lord changed his name and says, you shall be called Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the what? Gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. What what, what do you do? He says, I'm calling you out, Simon. You're no longer Simon, you're Peter. And then you, you read on down, and then Jesus comes back to him, he goes, Simon, Simon. Wait, 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 I thought you called me Peter. He says, no, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked for you to sift you as wheat. Ooh, now, now if I was Peter, I'd be like, so, so did you tell him he can't touch me? Right, I'd be like, so, so what'd you tell him, right? You, you told him that I, I'm Peter now. I'm no longer Simon. No, Jesus said, uh-uh. I pray that your faith might remain. That everything else can be shaken, but your faith remain. Woo! That you're gonna go through some hell, but your faith will remain. Yeah, Satan is gonna get a hold of you and he's gonna shake you and he's gonna shift you and he's gonna stomp on you, but your faith will remain. And when you come out of this, Peter, go back to your brothers and restore them. Woo! That Peter, you cannot restore without the shaking. The only reason why he could restore is because he's gone through the fire. He's been tested. We have to understand that God will allow our faith to be tested. That everything else that we have in our life, I believe there is a shaking in the nation right now. There's a shaking in the church right and, and there are people that are standing because they hear the word. But then there are people that are buckling 
and they don't know what. Why? Because they've lived on sermons and not his word. That there's something powerful about his word. Psalms 18 and 6, it says, The Lord is on my side. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Psalms 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Who shall I be afraid of? Psalms 56 and 4, I will praise the word of the Lord. Let me just stop right there. How many can just praise God just for his word? David says, I I praise God for his word. You know, every Sunday after leaving here, after Pastor Brian preaches, you need to be going out to your car praising God for the word that went forth. Aren't you thankful that you have a pastor that always speaks the truth, that that always speaks the word of God, even when it doesn't feel good? Why? Because it's the word that corrects us. It's the word that keeps us in line. It's the word that guides us. We should praise God for the word. This This is why David says this, I will praise His word, in God I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Romans 8 and 31. What can we say about all of this? If God is for us, who or what can be against us? Woo! You know what? That should give you strength. That should give you strength that when you come up to a fire, you're not shaken by the fire. When you come up to a flood, you're not worried about the flood. Why? Because your life is on the word. I know we gotta go. I'm sorry. I'm halfway through this. Sorry. I'm so excited about the word of God. I'm thankful for the word of God. It's what gives me life. We need to treat this thing that this is, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. How many know he's continuing to speak? Proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? Notice when he says, man shall not live by bread, alone. You know what that means? That means flesh. Man cannot live by flesh. Cannot live by flesh. Man cannot live separate from me. Why? Because we know he is the word. The Bible says in John chapter 1, it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus says this, that I am the vine and you are the branch. Apart from me, you can do nothing. What was he saying? Apart from my word, you can't do it. Apart from this word, you'll never have peace. Apart from this word, you will never have hope. Apart from this word, you'll never have joy. Apart from this word, you can't make it. And when the Lord came to Gideon, he says, The Lord is with you. 
What was he saying? The word is with you. The word is on your side. The Lord is with you, mama. The word is with you. Amen? We have to understand that we need this word more than ever. I want to go back to Adam and Eve real quick because I didn't get to finish that. Adam and Eve, we understand, saw the tree that God said, don't touch because as soon as you touch it, you will die. As soon as you go down that path, see, understand the way God sees death is different than the way we see death. We see death as to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We see death that way. But you see throughout scripture when, when Jesus would come up to a dead body, she's like, well, only asleep. Come forth, wake up. I believe God is coming to some dead churches and saying, he's fanning the flames saying, wake up. He's shaking the church saying, wake up. He's shaking daddies in the morning. Wake up. He, he's shaking mamas in the morning. Wake up. He's shaking children. Wake up. You're not dead. You're only asleep. And here they take this fruit and it said that they took and ate. And their eyes were open. What eyes? They're natural eyes. All of a sudden, now they saw themselves without the word. They saw themselves uncovered. They saw themselves flawed. They saw themselves less than. And the Bible says they saw themselves naked and they were afraid and they hid themselves. Sounds like church people today that they've looked through the natural eyes and they're seeing themselves flawed. They're seeing themselves uncovered. Why? Because they've been separate from the word. Because God begins to speak in the garden and the same voice they would hear every evening. Every evening they would hear the same voice, the voice of God, the voice of the Father. And that voice would excite them. That word would excite them and they would run to that voice. But this time was different. This time, their eyes had been opened. They saw themselves flawed. Same voice, but a different outcome. Instead of running to the word, they ran away from the word. And the Lord said, where are you, Adam? My word is here. Where are you? Where are you, Adam? I wonder if God is saying that this morning. Where's my church? Where's my church that just hungered for my word? Where's my church that would hunger to hear my voice? Where's my church? I don't mean to just... Man, we got to wake up and say, I got to hunger for your word. It's your word that, I'm, that should draw me to you, not run away from. We find people that don't want to hear the truth anymore. 
They don't want to hear the truth. When you start speaking the truth, they're running away. We see it. The Bible says in the last days, they will be scattered because they have itching ears. They only want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to hear truth or sound doctrine. I'm thankful for your pastor that speaks truth. And all of a sudden, God speaks to him. He says, why are you hiding, Adam? And Adam said something. He said, we are naked and we're afraid. He said, what? He said, who told you? This is what God speaks to him. Who told you you were naked? You're listening to another voice. Whose voice are you listening to, Adam? My voice did not say that. Who told you you were naked? Who told you you were weak? Who told you you would never make it? Who told you you were a deadbeat dad? Who told you you would never amount to anything? Who told you because that's not what I have for you? Who told you? We see that with Gideon. Gideon said, do, do you not know who you're talking to? You're saying, I'm a mighty man of valor, but if you only knew me, if you only knew, I am the weakest of all. But God will always speak to our perspectives and he will call those things out of us that are in us. There's greatness in you. There's greatness in you. But we got to allow the spirit of God to speak to it. And we got to say, okay, I'm not going to listen to the flesh anymore. I know God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm only going to be moved by his word. It's in his word that I live and move and have my being. It's in his word, God. God is calling his church to get back. He's calling daddies to get back. How many believe we're living in the last days? I believe it. I mean, you can't help but see the signs. I, I don't know if we have 10 years. What are we doing? God is saying, I'm looking for a remnant. I'm looking for some Gideons that are willing to save that which is lost. Notice, no, I want to I go back to that, that passage, and I'm closing with this last, last verse right here. Go back to that, that last, last um, in Judges. In verse 16, and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with thee. Who's going to be with him? The Lord. Who's going to be with you? The Lord. And he said this, and thou shalt smite your enemy as what? One man. Notice it's one man. It's not, it's not your flesh man, but it will be your spirit man. Amen. That the, the spirit man is going to come alive and you're going to be able to say, if it had not been for the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I couldn't do it. I couldn't make it without him. You're not going to receive the praise. 
Why? Because you recognize it, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. With every head bowed and every eye closed. He's calling us. Which man is going to live today? Is Simon going to live or is Peter going to live? Is Saul going to live or Paul going to live? Which man is going to live? Because God is trying to kill your flesh. He's trying to crucify that flesh. And many times we don't realize it until we go through a storm. We don't realize it until we go through a struggle. And just like Jesus telling Peter, he says, Satan has asked for you. I believe we all got a bullseye on us because Satan knows the power of the Spirit of God inside you. He don't want to see your family turned around. He doesn't want to see your 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 home turn around. He doesn't want to see your health turn around. He don't want to see you walk in dominion. And God says, I created you for such a time as this. Which man is going to live? I want to pray for you. Say, Pastor, I, I, I don't want my flesh to live anymore. I've been living by the flesh. I've been, I've been walking in fear. I've been, I've been looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. I've been doing things I shouldn't be doing. I, I know I've been uh, feeding my flesh rather than feeding my spirit. Will you pray for me, Pastor? Will you pray for me today? If that's you and you say, Pastor, pray for me right where you're at. Just slip up your hands. I'm going to pray for you right where you're at. Amen. All over this house. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father God, I thank you for those that says enough is enough. I don't want to live by my flesh, but I want your spirit to live within me because when your spirit lives within me, there's victory. When your spirit lives within me, there's peace. When your spirit lives within me, there's joy. When your spirit lives within me, I realize I can do all things. Lord, I declare right now that your spirit come alive in me. I denounce my old self. My old lifestyle. The old me. And I thank you, Father God, that you said that old things are passed away and behold, all things have been made new. Lord, I declare right now over their mind that they would have the mind of Christ, that they would see things differently, that they would have another perspective in life. And Lord, I thank you for the victory they have, and they're going to walk in victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Do you receive that?